This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson, Papa Pow. I'm Sam Lifty Delaney, so what? It's the Yesterday's Hero Odyssey. We think this could be the final episode if we try really hard of this fucking six-month odyssey. Six fucking months, Sam. That's not on. Six months to do a, a, a one film, one quite short film. film. Yeah. <sighs> right. So Rod, it's redemption time for Rod Turner. Is uh, he's had half a pint of milk and he's gone for a jog. Um, he's put all of his booze into a bucket. Um, this is uh, heading towards the end. Hopefully, uh, he then goes to uh, training uh, at the Saints. It's in an indoor gymnasium, similar to what. Or it's almost like a school hall that you would do PE in. Um, and it's got all the lines, all the different coloured lines on the floor for the different sporting pursuits. <laughs> Basketball, netball, football, tennis. Um, I mean, it's confusing the school, that, isn't it? The, yeah, you just couldn't fucking tell what you were looking at, could you? I don't know why fucking, they bothered, because we never yeah. used them. No. Whatever we were playing. Anyway. No. No, and you never did any of the other sports that they were fucking nah, set no one did. But, you yeah. just chuck a ball yeah. out and let everyone... You say, there's a goal there, there's a goal there, and then everyone just yeah. fucking goes for it, don't they? Yeah, it's a pretty legal thing. I don't um, think they should have... I don't think they should have pitch markings at all in football, mate, even in, football, in the professional no. game. What's the right point? On. It's a good point, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the lines are there to, to players have to be 10 yards away you know like the centre circle it's absolutely the area, and it's it's just another reflection of the way in which the game's become gentrified right <laughs> you don't need fucking lines right that's Sky <laughs> that's Murdoch's influence because he wants to get it all looking flashy and American mm. right do you reckon they should remove the nets as well yeah I just think they should have and the crossbar yeah I think they should have two sticks for each goal mm-hmm Regulation width apart. End of the day, people know if it's gone high or whether it's gone in. <clears throat> you don't need a crossbar to you fucking tell you do. where the goal is. They should, you know, those low benches in the gymnasium which Jake Marsh is sitting on. Oh yeah, they should just turn one of them on its side like you do sometimes for a goal in yeah. uh, school hall football. Just put one of them down each end. 
Yeah. You've got to hit. You've got to hit the actual bench. If it goes over, it's no goal. Yeah. It's all it's all pretentious. All this like goals, nets, lines, flags. Well, I mean, the statistics that we've got nowadays, we know that the goals aren't necessarily the most important key indicator of a nah. team's performance, are they? We've got XG, we've got possession, heat maps, and all that. So, if you listen to like you know the, I think it's called um, Totally Football Podcast, right, or one right. of those ones with all those sort of uh, very clever football journalists, scholars yeah. of the game, they will tell you that actually scoring goals is quite vulgar yeah. and yeah. particularly sort of English. They all snigger when yeah. they talk about English football where they're preoccupied with scoring goals. Yeah. I think they've done a, um, they've done a side pod series of the, the 50 greatest nil-nils of yeah. history, haven't they? They yeah, have, quite yeah. Right. Quite right. And goals are just sort of embarrassing. It's sort of like for kiddies. Yeah, I mean, when you get a goal, you get human emotion, and you don't want that, do you? No, you match. want it to be more scientific than that. More technical, yeah. Yeah, um, anyway, where are we? Are you clicking something? No, I think my chair is rubbing against my desk. Oh, okay. A bit of a chair rub situation. I'll move that, back a bit. That, that's allowable. Um, mm. So, yeah, they're all, all the players are lying on mats doing leg lifts. Jake Marsh is sitting on a low bench. You know, last time we talked about the height of a wall for sitting on, and mm. Rod was sitting on a, a perfectly heighted low, but not too low wall. Jake Marsh is on one of those low benches, which are, of course, too low to sit comfortably on. Because you you've got to like, stretch your legs out a bit, or yeah. if you're sitting with your knees together, it's just the height's all wrong. It's just not right. So uh, Jake's watching. Rod arrives late. Pulls out a mat, puts it down, and gets lies down just as the exercise is ending. And Marsh comes over to him, and he says, "Look who we've got here! Then a fully paid-up member of the geriatrics club." <laughs> oh, there he says, "Your presence isn't required around here, Turner. You're still on suspension." And uh, quick as a flash, Rod says, uh, "Us old folk have got to try and keep up with the younger generation." <laughs> Uh, Rod, of course, isn't drunk, but um, let's just pretend he is. Um, then it cuts to Clint and Cloudy, and they are on stage again, for fuck's sake. So we're getting more footage of them singing and dancing together. Clint says, hello, Stockholm. So they're on tour. <laughs> um, they do another one of their songs, but this is the soundtrack to another montage of Rod getting fit. Uh He's uh, he's in the gymnasium with the team. He's running up and down those steps you were talking about in the last episode over the over the road bridge. Uh, he runs along a riverbank. He runs around the football terrace at what I believe might be um, Ipswich, or it could be Windsor. It says at the end of the film in the credits, Windsor. And what was what what Windsor, Windsor's football team? There's another name in it. Windsor and something. Eton. No, I'm thinking of public schools. No, that's the Windsor train station, Windsor and, and Eton. Windsor football. Windsor and Maidenhead, is that right? Yeah, that sounds no. right. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, some of the fo- footage is filmed there, some of it's filmed at Portman Road, obviously some of it's filmed at Wembley, we'll get to that shortly. Uh, he's running around the football terrace, 
Uh, that's really nice to see an old-fashioned football terrace, a really high-banked one as well. He's running up the steps and along the terracing. Um, I miss standing at football, although I'm old now. So I probably prefer to sit. I love sitting down at football. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I suppose I used to like standing up when I was quite young. I like the chaos, yeah. the mayhem yeah. of the terraces. Um, yeah. But no, fuck that now. Because they're bringing in safe standing, aren't they? Rail seating, where you can stand up, but yeah. you can't move around. I'll still so, be in the seats, though. Yeah, have a nice sit down. Take a flask oh, of tea. Oh, I love in. it. Bit of cake. Little blank, blanket over my legs. Lovely stuff. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. So he's, do, he's doing running around the terrace. He's having a hopping race with the team, which looks good. And then he's doing some more jogging in this montage, and he runs alongside a parade of the Royal Guards next to Windsor Castle, which is just <laughs> nuts. So he, uh, no security, you know he could have been could have been IRA could have been anybody. Yeah. Um, runs alongside them, and then there's an indoor training match going on in the gymnasium. The phone rings, Jake Marsh answers it, and it's Clint, and he tells Jake that he wants um, Rod put in a sub because he's heard that he's in good shape, and. Um, Marsh gets undermined here. Clint insists that Rod is the substitute for the final. So, Rod... I don't know why Jake puts up with this. I mean, you'd quit, wouldn't you? The chairman, especially a chairman like that, and says, this is who's on your bench, you'd be like, do you know what, fuck off. No way. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. What Mm. do you know about football? And then um, Cloudy comes into the dressing dressing room because they're backstage at a gig. And Clint tells her that Rod's going to be a sub for the final. I don't know why he's telling her. Mm. But there you are. And then they go back on stage again. Hello, Amsterdam! So they're on a European tour. There's even more montage footage. Oh, this is just tedious filler at this point. Yeah. The fucking plot of this film is so wafer thin that this is just <laughs> tedious filler at this point. So there's more workout stuff. He's doing weights. He's running around again. There's some medicine ball action, some squat thrusts. Then we get a completely unnecessary close-up on Cloudy's tits for some reason during this <laughs> fucking montage. I that don't know why. It. That would have been the, the studio would have insisted on yeah. that. More tits! Yeah. yeah, and she spins around a couple of times and you can see her ass. She's got like a, a skirt, a dress that sort of flies up a little bit. Um... Show me some ass. Yeah, tits and ass. We want TNA at this point in the film. But not too much because we don't want an X certificate. (laughs) And um, maybe these are like flashbacks that Rod's having. Maybe he's thinking this is going to be his end game that he'll end up seeing Cloudy's tits again if he gets fit. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Remember what you're playing for here. Tits. It's subtext. Um... And it ends with Rod kneeling on a riverbank, staring at some swans for some reason. Don't know why. <laughs> I find it very inspirational watching swans. It's so elegant. <laughs> so he's getting fitter and fitter and more intense in the training. And then it cuts to a scene where he's in the bath uh, with one of the other players. They're in individual baths, which is nice. Having a chat. And um, again, the other player says there's going to be a dinner which must be like a pre-final dinner mm. for all the players. Mm. You know, 48 hours before the final, they're all going to have a big dinner. That's the preparation you carry. And lots of milk to drink for everyone. They're going to have a milk party. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'll be milk. I'm really into drinking milk at the minute. 
No, I think there's going to be alcohol, Rod. Ah, I'll come up to that then. Um, and Rod says he's not going to go. Clint's going to be there, but Rod says he doesn't beg. I don't beg. Not to the like, not to the fucking pop stars anyway. Uh, and he's in his bed, sit. He's he's lying in bed, topless. He's drinking some more milk. <laughs> it's fucking. It's what he needs to get him ready for this cup final. He's watching a cup final preview on the TV. Cloudy <laughs> rings. Uh, and he says, what do you want? She says, maybe I should come over. I think we need to talk. That's a little bit like that, uh, that young lady friend of yours you mentioned in the previous episode who was going to stay at yours when you oh, yeah. were shit-faced, inadvertently shit-faced instead. So yeah. She says, uh, I think we need to talk. He says, what do you want from me? You got your revenge. She says, I'm leaving for LA after the game on Saturday and I don't think I'll be coming back. I just wanted to say goodbye. I mean, it's on a plate. It's Sexville, isn't it? Sexville yeah. is for Rod. Because he just goes, oh, I'll say it then. She says, okay, <laughs> if, that's the, if that's the way you want it, goodbye. And he hangs up. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I definitely don't want to have any sex 48 hours before a cup final because it's against That's the rules. That's all the same. I can't think of anything worse. Are you an assassin? Have you been sent here by a higher power? Has <laughs> Clint sent you to try and destroy my essences, my, my manly juices ahead of the cup final? Extract from me the mojo that drives me. <laughs> And then we get the cup final footage. So we're nearing the end of it. And the cup final footage is fucking great. It's it's Wembley. It's old school Wembley, of course, when it was still original Wembley. Uh, the mm. coach park's there. And the coach park is absolutely full up of coaches. And, of course, this, of course, is the actual footage from the 1979 League Cup final between Southampton and Nottingham Forest. Ah. So... It's not one of those things where they've staged an event that tries to look like it's a football match. It's the real deal. Yeah. So you've got thousands and thousands of fans walking up Wembley Way. Um, uh, so it looks like this is the, the final for this film, but it's not. There's a nice little bit where you see some horseback police charge a crowd for no real reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was 1979. <laughs> it was very days. normal. Yeah. Uh, Marek's there with his free ticket that he got Rod's dad's took him along and that ex-manager fellow from the beginning I can't remember his name let's call him Sid um, and there's some ticket touts doing their business close-ups of that that's all nice um, in the dressing room one of the players has been massaged by a fella who was the absolute double of Bullet Baxter from Grinch Hill but it's not him because I checked <laughs> uh, Clint arrives in his Rolls Royce uh, he gets interviewed for TV as he's walking towards the stadium that's all very exciting the interviewer uh, a lady interviewer is like saying things like uh, could it be could it be that you and Cloudy are going to be a little bit more than just singing partners because Cloudy's there <laughs> with him as well and he just goes I just want to talk about football so uh, <laughs> The, Clint, are you getting as far your leg as Clint's concerned, that's a no-go. I mean, I'm, yeah. of course, I'm yeah. still hoping. But uh, so far, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Cloudy's, Cloudy's asked me on many occasions, but I've turned her down. I'm trying to stay professional. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and then more dressing room footage. One of the players is greasing up his eyebrows. Does that still happen now? 
Because that used to be a thing. <laughs> did it? I thought only boxers green... did that. Yeah. These footballers doing it for... Um, I don't know, is it for like when they have a clash of heads or something so they don't get cut? <clears throat> Maybe it makes the ball bounce off further. I don't know. Yeah, greased up eyebrows. Maybe we should start greasing our eyebrows, eyebrows when we start doing live shows again, Sam. Oh, I'd love to. Just in case it gets tasty out there. I've always be been good. thinking about colourising them anyway. <clears throat> what, the live shows? No, they're in colour anyway. No, colourising my eyebrows. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, well, you know, like, footballers <clears throat> in tournaments like Phil Foden, he like to, like, bleach his hair. It's a thing, isn't it? But I don't have yeah. any hair. So I was thinking hair, for the, I could, like, do my eyebrows in orange because that's sort of, like, our logo colour. Yeah. Yeah, we could have both do that. Yeah, why not? Um, tickets still on sale, by the way, folks. Get yeah. them while you can. London show's almost sold out, I think. Don't fuck about. What else is happening? Yeah, it's Saints versus Leicester Forest, but of course it's Southampton versus Nottingham Forest, really. Mm. <clears throat> uh, John Motson's on the commentary. This was 17th of March, 1979, according to Wikipedia. And you can see there's like piles of snow next to the pitch. So it must have been a, um, a very wintry week. And they've had to clear the snow off the pitch for the game to go ahead. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Game gets underway. And of course, what you see is footage of Southampton versus Knott's Forest from 1979. 96,000 fans in there. And this is meant to be Saints versus Leicester Forest. But it, it all looks great. You can p- pick out players that you recognise. <clears throat> um, John Robertson's there down the left wing for Forrest. Martin yeah. O'Neill's in there. And then the first goal gets scored by Griffiths, apparently, according to the commentator, but it's actually Gary Bertles. Right. And then Bertles scores another one set up by John Robertson. This match ended 3-2. To, this um, is the 79 to, to League Cup final, yeah? 79 League Cup final. And really, they were really lucky to get a match that had lots of goals in it because they yeah. needed them for the um, for the development of the story. I suppose they could have faked them because they do fake Rod's goals later on. So they could have faked yeah, some you goals. Cut in. You, you yeah, you cut into a close-up. <laughs> yeah. And you just do the wides from the game. But, but it's the really only way to do it, isn't it? It's absolutely the only way to do football yeah. drama is to use real football footage because... Anywhere that's ever tried to do it another way, it always ends just really yeah, in, embarrassingly. Yeah, um, and I mean, what they've done is they've kept the film footage, if you want to call it that, to an absolute minimum. And it's mm. only when Rod comes on in the second half that we see any fictional footage, we'll call it that. Yeah. Um, but the rest of it's all action from this. This looks like a great 3 2 cup final. Um. Yeah, it was Forrest that won it 3-2. Um, see where the goals were. Yeah, uh, Bertel scored on 51 minutes. Oh no, Peach scored for... David Peach scored for Southampton on 16 minutes. Bertels equalised on 51. And then they took the lead on 79 minutes, went 2-1 up Forrest. And then Tony Woodcock scored on 83 minutes. And then uh, Nick Holmes pulled it back to 3-2 on the 88th minute so it all happened in the last kind of 15 minutes that would have been a great game to watch yeah so there we are there's loads of that so there's two goals and then Saints pull one back so it's 2-1 at half time and then Jake Marsh 
does one of the most pathetic team talks that I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to play the team talk, actually. This is meant to get them up for the second half to win this match. You used to love me, right oh, he sings to them. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Are you ready? Listen to this. Yeah. Pay attention. Now <laughs> look. We're a gold down and you're feeling sick. <laughs> you played bloody well the first half. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to win this match. Believe me, we're going to win this match, alright? <laughs> come on. <laughs> a long, hard road getting here. Get out there and enjoy it. Relax. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you what I want you to do. <laughs> I want you to walk out of this dressing room. Walk up that tunnel. Walk onto the pitch with your heads held up high. And when he blows that whistle, start running. I want you to run. And I don't want you to stop running until you run back in here with that cup. That's it. That's it. It's hardly Al Pacino in any given Friday, is it? Any given Sunday, sorry. You've done really well again, are you? Now relax. Then walk till you get to the pitch. Then run and keep running. Yeah. And then get the trophy and then come back in here. Now, here's the important bit. You can walk when you come back in. No, he says run back in. Here's the important bit. When they give you a trophy, grab it. I don't know who they've got lined up to hand it over, whether it's the Queen. (laughs) Very often it's the Duchess of Kent. I haven't (laughs) checked. It's only the League Cup. Right. (laughs) But whoever it may be, it might be Burt Millichip. Maybe they haven't been able to book anyone, so they get Burt Millichip or Graham Maybe Kelly Jimmy to do it. Maybe Jimmy I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Jimmy Hill. Whoever it is, it doesn't matter. We're getting bogged down here. The important thing is, grab it off of them and then run back in here into the changing room. That's very important. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. doesn't matter if you've won the match. Just get hold of that cup and run in here with it. Run. If you, even might, if you lose, nab the cup. They can't yeah. stop you. Then we're still the cup holders. They might come in and take it back off us, but at least you'd have had it for a while. So that's the main thing. <laughs> and we'll get pictures taken of you holding it as well. Drinking champagne that, out of it in the bath know, and no, all that. Tw- 20 years from now, no one's going to remember who won this match, but you'll have them photos of you with that cup. That's the main thing. You just fucking grab it. And we'll, <laughs> we'll do what we do. Uh, you know, like, I share... I, don't, I haven't told many of you this, but I split up my wife six months ago, but for financial reasons, we're still living in the same house. <laughs> no, no, let me, hear me out, right? Now, she has started seeing someone, a man called Jeff, who I believe is a university lecturer, apparently, <laughs> fucking hell. And he stays over most nights. Now, we've done it, so we have a half of the fridge each, Right? <laughs> And he sometimes brings his own things here. So I tell you what I do, right? I get his cheddar out. He like he has a big block thing of cheddar in there. And he keeps it in a Tupperware box because he he likes to have cheese on toast. After he's fucked my wife, which he still is legally and in the eyes of God, because the divorce hasn't been finalised. I take the cheese out, and what I do is I lick it. Now one night, this was a secret thing I did. Yeah. 
because it just gave me a kick to know that he was eating cheese that I had licked with my saliva. One night I'm doing it, I think he's in bed because I can hear him pumping away on my wife. But then I've got so carried away with licking the cheese, I haven't noticed that the pumping stopped and he's come down for his traditional post-pump cheese toasting. <laughs> right? And he's walked in and I'm there in my dressing gown licking at his cheese. Like, nobody like a child on an ice lolly. He's going, whoa, whoa, what's this? I said, I'm licking your cheese, you cunt. You pump my wife, I lick your cheese. Now, he would not want it. Now he knows he won't touch the cheese. He won't have his cheese, so he'll go to bed frustrated and hungry. And that is what we're going to do with the cop. We're going to get that cop. We're going to run with it. We're going to bring it in here and we're all going to have a right good lick of it. And when the opposition come in to get it back, they'll see us licking it and we'll go, fine, have it back. But you should know it's covered in our licks. <laughs> I want it's a complicated situation. I started going down the pub when Jeff started coming around because I didn't want to have to sit and listen to him pumping away on my wife. So I go down the pub and then, you know, the first time I come back and what, what I did was I... I'm, I'm not proud of this, but I got the cheese out of the fridge and I wiped my nub on it. And I thought, no, that's you've gone too far there. You've gone too far, Jake. That's, this is a rocky road. I had a so, cousin who went down this road and he's in, he's in the fucking nut house now. So I've got, what I do now is I've got some headphones and I, I just put the straight album on. I listen to that. And uh, I don't I don't put my nub on the cheese anymore. I just lick it. But uh, It takes me away to a happier place. I listen no, to the streets. I'm, I'm not bothered that he's pumping away at her because I hate her. But I've, I've got no more feelings for her anymore whatsoever. But it's the just, you know. Of, the thought of her fanny, if I'm honest now, it fucking sickens me. Yeah? <laughs> it does. So I'm like, good luck to you, mate. <laughs> Saves me a fucking job. But at the same time, a, a man likes to relax in his own home. It's not even a fact he's pumping her. He could be pumping anyone. I just don't want to hear pumping. When I'm trying to watch the Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, so I've got my big headphones on. Massive they are. Massive earpieces. And uh, yeah, I listened to Dire Straits' first album. Dire Straits, ah. it's called. Very good. Band of the future, I reckon. Um, <laughs> so yeah, second half, it does that um, It does that team talk, second half. And one of the Saints players gets kicked and goes down. And Turner comes on. Um and this is the bit where we see footage of Ian McShane as Rod Turner doing the football stuff and it looks really good. He looks the part. He is good. Um, he is really yeah. good, actually. I mean, it's, 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 it keeps getting mentioned. His father played for Manchester United. That, I mean, that doesn't mean that he's going to fucking yeah, turn before out to be into us. football. I was just listening to your yesterday's hero and you mentioned that Ian McShane looked capable on the ball. Well, you may like to know that his father played for Manchester United Football Club. <laughs> My favourite ones are the ones where um, we see a fact and get it wrong and then correct it a couple of minutes later but still get the emails because they've obviously yeah. paused the episode straight away to send the email pause Actually, I think you're pause. fine fetch my email fetch my laptop <laughs> error error <laughs> so there we are um, there's a, uh, Rod runs onto a through ball in the box scores equaliser left foot just inside the box Absolute unbridled joy everywhere in the stadium. Uh, obviously, this is the celebrations of one of Southampton's two goals on the day. Clinton Claudia going nuts 
Um, the old fellas in the working men's club are going nuts. The nuns are even going nuts in the nun house with all the kids. Um, and We're then going mad it, in the nun house. Come on, kids. <laughs> Let's go fucking mad in the nun house. Let's crack open the milk. We don't get many opportunities. We don't get many opportunities to have unbridled fun. When you're a nun, there's not I've, many chances to lose your absolute fucking shit. Rest but when assured, you do, there's a lot of pent-up energy. Rest assured, once the football's finished, the beatings will recommence. <laughs> so enjoy it while you can. Uh, Motson says, there's less than 30 seconds left. There's time for a winner still, or maybe it'll go to a replay. Um, Turner runs through on goal, and he's brought down by the Leicester Forest keeper. It's a penalty, Sam. Uh-oh. It's a penalty. Motson says, we're in injury time now, Rod. Puts the ball down on the spot. Marek, of course, is in the stands. He says, I can't watch. Covers his eyes. Fucking hell, this is what you've come for, son. You've got a ticket yeah. for this. Someone Lucy else could have had that fucking ticket yeah, if we knew you weren't going to bother watching the good bit. Fucking hell, ungrateful bastard. Covers his eyes. Rod steps up, hits it past the keeper. It's a goal. It's 3-2 to the Saints. Turns away with both arms raised, raised. Absolute scenes again. We see Cloudy and Clint going mad. Uh, the crowd are going wild. And then Rod turns and kind of, it looks as if he's looking up towards someone. Maybe it's Cloudy. Maybe it's his dad, I don't know. But his eyes are just focused on the camera. Mm. He's got a, a big smile on his face. This is it. It's redemption for Rod after everything he's been through. He's the hero. He's yesterday's hero. He's also today's hero. He may be and tomorrow's. It might be. We, we don't know because at that point it freeze frames on his face and then it zooms in on his face and that's fucking it. That's the end of the film. I know. It's such a funny <laughs> end to a film. <laughs> right, no, that'll do. There's no kind of... Yeah, there's no... There's no, there's no we're going to learn anything. There's going to be no kind of epilogue. Uh, there's not going to be celebration scenes afterwards. Uh, Cloudy and, and Rod aren't going to reconcile, or maybe they do, we don't know. They've just, Jackie Connors has just gone, and then he scores the win at the end. Bang! It's like when you do a story when you're in school and you get at the end of it and you go, Yeah, you just get bored of it. He scores the goal. We freeze frame on his face. He looks happy. The end. Bye. He's won the match. The end. Yeah. Right, I'm going to write another book about shagging now. I'm going to call it the shagger. So there it is. I'm going to call it, I'm calling this one the pomper. And it's about a rich playboy <laughs> who operates in the cult d'azur, pumping rich Jeff. widows. <laughs> it's called Jeff. And his, his thing is that he's got this really expensive piece of cheese that he lures them with. <laughs> Luxury cheese is the way to a lady's fanny. Everyone knows that. And I'm going to write a book about it called The Pumper. It's- it's the 1970 way, 1979 way to a lady's fanny cheese. <laughs> so, if it's fanny you're after, buy some cheese. This advert <laughs> was commissioned by the Cheese Marketing Board of Great Britain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, credits roll, and we hear Clinton Clary singing again their song, Let's Work It Out. And of course, they did all work it out. And Sam Weave worked it out. On I this can't believe it. It's over. Epic series of what a podcasts. journey it's been, mate. I wonder what percentage of these episodes we've actually spoken about the film. 
because we've been on some wild rides, I think, over the last six months. Um, I haven't got any memory at all of, of, um, or of it. Nah, nothing. Well, nothing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we've talked about. Maybe some cunters could do a look back for us to remind us what do was covered. Do their own podcasts. Do their own yeah. podcasts. Yeah. A deep dive into this deep dive. The only mm. notable bit on the credits for me was where it says, Suzanne Summers' wardrobe from her own closet. So Cloudy Martin's provided her own clothes. I wonder if she'd negotiated a higher fee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You pay me an extra 300 quid, I'll bring me own clothes. How about that? You haven't got, I, you haven't got a fork out for the gear. I did that once on a TV show when I was younger. <laughs> they paid you an extra 300 quid a month, and but you had to All spend right. that on clothes. So you turned up on the show wearing like decent clothes. Yeah. Never got that again. I don't oh, think well. I spent it on clothes. That would have been the problem. It would have gone. Yeah, I mean, down my throat or up my fucking hooter. That's not that's not something we need to worry about doing podcasts either, is it? I would like a clothes I mean, allowance one day if there's anyone willing this. to sponsor that. Yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I, I like to look. It. I like to look the part. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't see anything above your shoulders, so. Well, that's um, because I'm embarrassed by the cheap clothes I have to wear. But if I get a clothes be allowance, believe me, you'll see me. You could be doing this topless for all I know. Yeah. Maybe we both will do one day. We're the world's <laughs> first topless podcast. For charity. <laughs> yeah. Titscast. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's stunt. it. And then towards the end of the credits, it also says compilation album available on Warwick Records. I, of course, was stupid enough to buy a copy of that off the internet recently. And uh, there's some good stuff on it, but there's also, it's got all the Clinton Cloudy songs on it as well, which is just dog shit. So that's the Yesterday's Hero Odyssey, Sam. There it is. I've got nothing else to add. I don't know if you have. Nah, I'm glad it's over. We'll move on yeah. to Alf Ramsey next week. Alf Ramsey next week, yeah. So thanks for enduring this. And uh, we'll be back with Sir Alf. It's Sir Alf's return next week. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.